I think the thing that uh, one can do is to be like really open-minded, communicative and uh, creative. Welcome to Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I'm your host and chief goddess of the PASS Foundation, Annalise Corbin. We know the current model for education is obsolete. It was designed to create fleets of assembly line workers, not the thinkers and problem solvers needed today. We've seen the innovations that are possible within education, and it's our goal to leave the box behind and reimagine what education can look like in your own backyard. Welcome to today's episode of Learning Unboxed. As always, super excited because we get to have conversations with really incredibly innovative people and programs from around the world um, as it relates to the cool things that we can do in the education space. And today is no different, except this time, um, today we are traveling all the way to Croatia, which is pretty cool because I think this is our first conversation that we've been able to have on Learning Unboxed um, with folks that are involved in a program that's taking place in Croatia. And we are going to be talking about something called STEM Games. And joining us for that conversation is the director of sports or sports director at STEM Games, uh, Joseph Turich. Um, so welcome to the program, Joseph. Thank you, Annalise, for inviting me to this podcast. Absolutely. And so just to set a little bit of context, STEM Games is an international competition for STEM students where they can compete in problem-solving competitions, sports, and esports. And we're going to get into the deep weeds of that in just a minute. Um, but the gist of this is that it's an opportunity for students to showcase their knowledge, athletic, or gaming skills in various arenas. And the competition stands out from others as it allows students to have complete freedom when solving tasks and choosing resources, which is super cool. The other thing to know about this program is it's a collegiate program to sort of help folks within sort of those the STEM sports and esports arenas really learn how to solve problems together and be collaborative, which is one of the things that I really love about this. So Joseph, help our listeners sort of understand, give us the sort of back context about how STEM, ca STEM games even came to be. Sure. Uh, so uh, STEM games was founded in uh, 2018. And before that, uh, there is uh, quite a long history of uh, college competitions in Croatia, but uh, they used to have like, I know, uh, computer science colleges used to compete only with computer science colleges and math mathematic colleges and mathematic colleges. And there were like uh, five or six smaller competitions. <clears throat> and then we decided to join together in, in like a bigger competition, which called STEM Games. Uh, STEM stands obviously for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So we are basically uh, having uh, colleges from various STEM spaces like uh, uh, biology, chemistry, computer science, mathematics, engineering, and list goes on. Uh, so, uh, first, then we needed to come away with some way to make those students com compete among each, each other, because obviously you cannot compare mathematical knowledges of like mathematics student to the computer science student. So our, uh, problem solving competition is actually organized into like four arenas, uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics arena. And each of those arena are kind of three day mini hackathons where, uh, where like uh, participants for the are split in a team of uh, four people, 
which uh, can be from the different colleges. They, it's, uh, it's okay that uh, from one team, the, all the competitors are not from the same colleges, but they can actually uh, mix together. So they can like combine the knowledge, knowledges to help them uh, win, the, uh, win the competition itself. Uh, so, uh, like, uh, for the first two days, they will solve, solve some, like, uh, introduction tasks. And on the third day, they'll make some kind of project, which, uh, then our committee will, uh, like, score and, uh, grade the teams. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you're really thinking about this from that sort of transdisciplinary sort of approach. So the idea that you you recognize and understand that you want folks from different disciplines to be on teams together to solve these problems. That's, that's part of it. I really like that. And then I also really love the fact that you sort of... Uh, equated this to a hackathon. Um, There's so many amazing things that come from that sort of hackathon um, mentality that I really like about this, the focus nature, the almost 24 seven. So does this, the STEM games kind of work in that same sense? It's a, it's a short window and then you, yeah, we are not exactly like 24 seven because uh, we also want our students to have fun. It is actually like uh, we want like students to be uh, three days from uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So three days for like I don't know, six, seven hours as each team wants. But they, they can obviously like uh, solve uh, the task and make the project longer if they want. But it's uh, it isn't like designed to be like three days, mm-hmm. 24-7 competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that because it gets really exhausting and people get really cranky when they're super tired. So actually, I think that's probably a better idea. But I do love the focused nature of the way that you are thinking about this. I am curious, though. So the 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 game itself the the task or the problems that the students are solving so so where do the where do the big overarching questions or the competition itself how how does that get structured? In other words. Where did where where is the decision making process around what they're trying to solve? Sure. So uh, every year we have like a general theme for our like uh, problem solving competition. Last year it was like uh, uh, renewable uh, energy, and this year is like innovating security through STEM. So uh, this year the main focus for the problem arenas will be like security. Mm-hmm. In like, like cybersecurity uh, or personal security or all security. Like, I don't know, probably in like mathematics arena, there will be like more focus on cryptography, while like on engineering arena, there will probably be like some focus on like some uh, electrical components or like how to make locks. And then on uh, technology arena, obviously cybersecurity and, you know, so we have like some general team and then we try to make like uh, uh, problems for each individual arena that will... uh, uh, that will, I don't know, uh, the strengths that each particip- participants have uh, will, like, I don't know, help them solve the problems that are put in front of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. And so as the students then are going sort of through this process, 
um, and trying to solve for whatever the particular security question they're trying to address then. So share with us a little bit about how the actual interactions then work. So you have these teams and teams are working together. And then do the teams tap into experts in those fields or is it completely on the students to try to figure out on, for them? I'm trying to figure out how, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, how yeah, the sure. students sort of know they're yeah. going the right direction or if they're not yeah. an expert uh, in that thing, then how do they get what they need? So each arena has its uh, own mentors, which are also volunteers in our organization by every every arena. So we have four arenas. Every arena has like five to six mentors and they uh, design those tasks and also are present on the competition itself to help uh, students address any questions. Okay, that makes sense. Um, obviously, their students are going to need that. And then one of the other things that I was super curious about when I was going through um, the program's website was um, because these are obviously college students that are participating in this program. And we'll talk in a minute about the components that I think can be moved down um, into sort of the K-12 or PK-16 sort of arena. But one of the things that I I thought was really interesting on the website is you have a, a pretty lengthy sort of disclosure, I guess, if you will, that basically says, hey, you are in college while you're doing this. And it's really, really important that your university or your collegiate program and your faculty know you're doing this because you have to get some release time from your courses, but you also have to keep up with your courses. And because you're not doing this sort of separate from their university work, it's really kind of being kind of embedded in the same time frame. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah. I mean, basically all the colleges in Croatia have like similar uh, calendar. So we are like, uh, the colleges in Croatia are like, uh, college year is like split in the winter and the summer semester, and we have like our first midterms and second midterms, and uh, after that uh, we have like uh, exams. So the idea is <clears throat> to make those these STEM games on the, like first or second weeks after the first midterm midterms of the summer uh, of, <clears throat> of the summer semester, because you know it is like uh, May and. The, the weather is nice, so we are usually always located the summer near the coast. So that's like the the, the best time span. But obviously, as we are not like uh, linked to any university, we are just a volunteer organization that organizes these competitions. Uh, every student is participating uh, as a member of its own college. So every every student is uh, representing their own uh, college. So actually, uh, no. Students are like up, applied to us, but through the college representatives. Oh, so the program itself then is run through the partner colleges. Like the, the students come from that and they compete as their college team in, in a sense. Okay, that makes more sense to me then. I, I thought it was really interesting and I, I love the fact that you said, basically you said to the participants, look, here's the deal. You have, you're doing both of these things at once. It's not one or the other. And so be super mindful of that because I think that's, um, really important. So then I would assume that the um, the STEM games and the sports games and the esports games are structured the same way. They're just obviously different content um, and skill sets that the students are working on. But the structure of the competition um, yeah, works actually, largely the same. Yeah, actually the STEM games are the uh, 
the name that uh, for the every every single component, and we have like three components. We have a knowledge, we have sport, and esports. So yeah, the STEM games is the name for the project itself. Okay, so then talk me through the three sort of um, lenses. Then, so the knowledge piece, what 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 are you trying to get with that particular pillar, if you will? I mean, it seems yeah. obvious, but I don't want to put words in your yeah, mouth. So yeah, yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to give the chance to the students that like to represent their their college in like knowledge competitions to represent their faculty in the knowledge competitions because in Croatia there is a really strong. Uh, high school competitions through various subjects in like mathematics and informatics are like uh, Croatia has uh, by the if you take into account the the population of Croatia we actually have a pretty nice results in both mathematics Olympiad and informatics Olympiad and uh, so we are trying to get that spirit of uh, people who want to compete compete in the knowledge to compete in STEM games and obviously. Uh, for the sports, for the sport events, uh, every faculty also in Croatia there is like a unisport competition, uh, which is like uh, uh, faculties competing against each other in various sports. It is organized at the first at the city level and then at the national level. So we also like trying to provide the students opportunity to pull, to represent the faculty at sports. We are currently have nine sports. It's uh, we have. Uh, soccer, basketball, handball, uh, <clears throat> rowing, chess, cross, uh, volleyball, and uh, uh, clay volleyball. And uh, just a second. Uh, yeah, I, I think I got there every single sport down. So, yeah, we have nine sports. And for the esports, we are providing students the ability to, comp- to compete in uh, four video games. That is League of Legends, Counter Strike, uh, Rocket League, and FIFA. So yeah, and also uh, in Croatia, there's like a esports scene that uh, universities compete against each other in the particularly those four video games. So we are just like continuing on that way. Yeah, we do that here in the states too. Esports has really been growing. It's gotten bigger and bigger, and now it's actually at universities as well. Same sort of thing. So you can get a major in esports if you want, in addition to just competing. So we we have both. So I think folks will be able to to sort of identify with and understand that. I want to circle back around before we talk about sort of how this applies more broadly across um, student preparation, especially in STEM, because obviously if you go and compete um, in the uh, STEM games um, within the Croatian system, A, students are going to walk away with a lot of skills that they can then apply to the rest of their academic experience. And that's a, that's a win for everybody. But I'm also um, assuming, right, that those, that there's the hope, right, that there's some prep work in terms of the students being sort of ready to opt in. So my question, we'll go back to that piece in a second. My question for you is, I I know I don't want you to give away anything as it relates to the games that are coming up, but maybe you could could share with us um, some of the 
the content components from the last games that were run since that competition is now over. Really what I'm trying to get at is, so let's assume in the STEM games, maybe pick math or pick engineering. It doesn't make any difference to me um, to pick which, which, which you choose, but um, help us understand. So like, what was the problem that they were solving and how was the challenge sort of crafted? crafted? I want to get into the nuts and bolts of how you, how you chose the challenge statement, how you lay that out. Because I think that there's an opportunity for educators to learn from you about, because, you know, if you, if you don't craft the challenge well, or the questions aren't the right questions, the end result is not what you're looking for. And as an organization, my guess is you've done this enough times, you've learned that. And I'm really trying to help our listeners learn from you about how do we know the challenge is the right challenge? And how do we craft the questions that get the students to run down and learn the things we want them to learn sure so uh, how uh, last year let me take as an example for the engineering arena of the last year so the last year main theme was like renewable energy and uh, for the pro- for the project problem in the engineering arena uh, students needed like to design the whole house with like renewable source energy which has which has like solar panels in the on the roof and also i think uh, you know they can get also the energy from the wind uh, and they needed like to make the the whole like every single equation and calculation how much the house will uh, will expedite the energy and how much they can produce so and uh, make like the whole project and to see if it is sustainable and uh, if something can be do better so basically like design the whole electrical grid of the house that was like the last year project Mm-hmm. And so then what were the questions that they were being asked? So they have to design the, the, an alternative grid to power this house. But what, what specific problem were they trying to solve for? They were given like some imaginary house and okay. they were given like the components that uh, they can use and they were need like to make, uh, to design and uh, have it the, in the most optimal way and to mm-hmm. make the all the calculations uh, itself correct and to see which house like can uh, are is the like the most optimal for that uh, electric grid okay all right yeah that makes sense then so they have the specs it has to be able to generate and produce this much power whatever yeah. the alternative sources are to be able to power all the components yeah and there was like i don't know uh, minimal power output as, at yeah. all times on like some power yeah yeah, no, that totally makes sense. All right, so now let's flip this around the other way. And I'm super curious because you've done this, what, four times now, um, the games, four years it's run? Yeah, bec- uh, actually, yeah, this is like the fourth time because uh, because of the pandemic, yeah. the 2020 edition, 2021 was canceled. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is actually the, the, the fourth yeah, I think for everybody around yeah. the world, right? We we had that that disruption. Yeah. So so what I'm curious about then is that so you've done this four times now, and so you've got had some experience um, having different students come in, and you know as you sort of think about the success of each series of games each year, if you were to advise students or faculty, either collegiate or in your Croatian sort of um, high school experience, whatever that looks like, um, that 
the the sort of skill sets that students need to have to be successful in this competition, what what would those be? You know, in terms of sort of a readiness to be able to take something like this on. So what what does an ideal candidate look like? I think the first thing is that every candidate should be really communicative and uh, that it is able to cooperate with the different people and be like open-minded and uh, also to be like creative and like solving uh, those challenges because we don't really want to put focus on like uh, here you go you have some task and then you 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 solve it it's like i don't know to give in technology arena just some algorithm problems and yeah there is a one optimal way how, how to solve it we want to make our projects uh, really like a project task, which has like uh, several ways to solve it. And we want to have creative solutions. So, yeah, I think the thing that uh, one can do is to be like really open-minded, communicative and uh, creative in solving those tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm also curious, has... I guess two things. So the first one is, so what what brought this project on? So the, the organization was created to serve a need, presumably, right? So what was the impetus for the organization itself? Yeah, I think the basic need is that uh, we, before in Croatia, had like uh, multiple smaller competitions mm-hmm. where like faculties competed against uh, faculties like only computer science compete against two or three computer science faculties in Croatia. And now we have like 20 faculties or colleges that are competing. So, and we have like 2,000 participants. Mm-hmm. So we put a lot of more people into the same place. And uh, obviously when there are more people, more students, the people can uh, get more connections and get to know more people, which is uh, very useful later for their professional development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. To get to, to get to know more people and to build a network—that's like the, the the biggest thing about STEM games is like you get to know people from uh, different cities and different colleges. Yeah, that's a fabulous outcome, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Um, so, what about the possibility? So, um, when you finish with a round of competitions, is there any? And, and this is my own ignorance of not understanding how the Croatian um, sort of elementary, middle, high school sort of system works. But is there is there any potential or interest after the games have been run at the collegiate level for at least the challenges themselves to be pushed down at least into high school and allow high schools or even individual classrooms on high school level to be able to run the challenges themselves? Is that something that the organization has thought about as a sort of mechanism to sort of recycle the work you've already done? I mean, yeah, still we haven't like thought about this, but uh, when you can put it like that, we can obviously the problems that we had, that we given to the STEM games competitors, we can obviously give those to the high school level, but we would definitely need to tone it down a bit because obviously the problems are uh, created for the college level, not for the high school level. Uh, but yeah, in, the, in some way, the STEM games can be uh, made for the also high schoolers, but uh, then there is an issue, there are too many high schools. So, yeah, there will be like some way to 
they would need a few changes, but like the concept itself, it, it can be really great. And obviously, like uh, when you can now do everything basically remote, so everyone like can compete at their own classroom. And uh, we are actually allowing to our participants to use the internet and every material they can have. So the idea is for the solution to, to be the, the end result to be creative, not unlike correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that absolutely makes sense to me. And I think that, you know, back to the kind of um, the individuals that you're looking to hope to compete, right? If you had an experience of um, competing in something similar when you were younger, it might make you more inclined to want to compete as you got older and can see the context for it. So I was just mainly just my my wheels are spinning thinking, wow, what you guys are doing is so incredibly cool. You know, what a great opportunity if that experience were able to move down somehow to sort of scaffold students to be ready for when they arrive, um, if you will, um, into your program, into the competition. So I think that's all really, really super interesting. And I would assume too that um, it's the same thing that for teachers to have experiences being able to participate, even if it's just tangentially um, with some of those collegiate teams, it would be a really incredibly powerful professional development sort of experience for high school teachers as well. Um, so some interesting potential down the road maybe for you guys. So Definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your day to sort of share what you're doing um, in Croatia and the excitement around building collaborative teams that are thinking creatively about solving real-world STEM problems. We need more of that. So um, thank you so much for what you're doing. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for Learning Unboxed, a conversation about teaching, learning, and the future of work. I want to thank my guests and encourage you all to be part of the conversation. Meet me on social media at Annalise Corbin and join me next time as we stand up, step back, and lean in to reimagine education.